Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. Welcome, everyone, to tonight's podcast. Tonight, we will be interviewing Charles and Linda Musselwhite. Charles and Linda were high school sweethearts, both coming from the proverbial broken home, but they vowed early on in their relationship to stick it out through thick and thin no matter what. Thirty-plus years later, Charles and Linda's marriage thrives having weathered the storms of marriage, kids, businesses, homes, finances, family issues, you get the picture, and with their latest venture, FLC, They love to speak about those issues that can get in the way of marriage and partnerships. Charles and Linda have created this global community for committed couples that like to travel, eat well, work out, and have fun. They feel that fun-loving couples is for those that want to enhance their relationship with their spouse, significant other, or partner. Fun-loving couples is for growing together, stronger together having adventure in your relationship. So without further ado, let's welcome Charles and Linda. Welcome Charles and Linda. Thank you for joining me in my podcast. How are you today? Thank you, Melissa. We're happy to be here. Thanks for having us. No problem. So tell me about fun-loving couples. Wow, big question. Uh, where should we start? I'll, I'll just start by this. Fun-loving couples basically was uh, born out of the, uh, the, the realization that we came to that complacency is the silent killer to all relationships. Uh, so, wow. But that didn't really mean a whole lot to us other than we knew that there was something that we needed to be uh, concerned about and we needed to do things deliberately and intentionally. And for us, we found that a combination of traveling, eating well, working out, having fun, in whatever combination, really help to fight off complacency. It's the adventure. It's the spice of life. Yes, yes. And for our listeners that may not quite understand what complacency is, can you just give us a little bit of a description of that as well? Yeah, that's a, I'm glad you brought that up. So for me, complacency is that, that routine and that rut we, we all get into. You know what I mean? We wake up at 6 o'clock on Monday. We're in the office by 8 o'clock. We're home by 6 o'clock. We get to see the kiddos for a couple of hours and maybe spend time with our partner, significant other, for a little bit, only so that I can go and do it all over again. And the thing that we found is that uh, when that, the more often that happens and the more that routine exists, uh, you start to become, you start to drift away or possibly become roommates versus, you know, partners and spouses. And so because of that, you've got to do things. We believe you've got to do things deliberately, intentionally, so that complacency doesn't set in. Because one thing about complacency, um, you don't really realize it until you're up to your neck and already in deep weeds. Right, right. When you're already saying, you know, like when it's too late, when somebody's kind of pulling back or, or having regrets maybe or that sort of thing, right? Yeah, they've already yeah. started to pull away from each other. You, you start to see each other as, uh, like I said, a roommate versus your, you know, your most intimate partner in, in all things. So uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's what we don't want to be. And then, you know, the thing is, we're both from the uh, proverbial broken home or a broken family, right? Dads weren't there. And we don't hold that against them. We realize it's a decision. But we think about uh, before we got married, we spent over four years talking and planning and 
if we bring kids into it, what's it going to look like? Uh, so that, you know, in our youth, there were some things that were already planted there, but it wasn't until we got older uh, and realized that in our pursuit of other things, career, finances, homes, all the toys, that uh, that complacency can quietly and easily slip right in. And next thing you know, then you're dealing with other issues. Yeah. And do you guys have kids? We do. We have two adult kids. Um, our daughter is 26 and our son is 23. Uh, mm-hmm. So... You know, when they were little, we both worked, and, I mean, it it was just difficult to, you know, come together because normally at the end of the day, everyone's exhausted, and, and, you know, by the time the weekend gets there, no one wants to do anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can totally relate with that. I have two kids myself, and and it's, it's, like you said, every day it's that same routine. Get up, look after the kids, go to work, you know, (laughs) and it is. It's very easy to fall into that, and I think, you know, for our listeners with children, I think it's, it's even easier for complacency to kind of come in on both sides, the the husband and the wife, because the wife is so busy with the kids. <laughs> you know, the husband kind of gets pushed aside or the marriage or the partnership, right? Absolutely. Great yeah. point, Melissa. And that you, you you hit the head on the you hit the nail on the head because that complacency feels like I'm doing all the right stuff, right? So as as yeah. uh, the mother. I'm giving all my attention to my kids, and it's important. I mean, clearly, that's important. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Uh, and as the husband, he says, well, you know, my wife's time is filled with the kids. I'm going to press more into work or some hobby of mine. But that in and of itself is where that, that kind of separation, that drawing apart, if you're not careful, can set in. Mm-hmm. And this can cause many things, I think, too, like um, unfaithfulness could be one one part mm-hmm. of that could happen. Um, probably, like you said, diving into work if they're, you know, if they're looking for something to make them feel um, appreciated, maybe, you know, I think, and I think the wife, like you said, she thinks she's doing the right thing, but there has to be a balance. So how do you guys really, you know, promote that balance? What, what are some examples of some things that, that married people can do? So great question. I just want to say one more thing before we talk about balance. What you just described about the husband and the wife and, and you know, maybe infidelity setting in, uh, all that is absolutely true. But then, you know, there's a lot of other things that, that you know, may not end up in infidelity, but, you know, the, the arguing, the bickering, the uh, turning the cold shoulder, the, the, the uh, withholding, just withholding, right? And here's the mm-hmm. thing. While, while the husband and the wife or the partners may feel that, the biggest concern or the biggest realization I've had is what am I modeling for my kids? What am I showing to my, my son to be the husband? What am I showing to my daughter for her future husband? And then vice versa. Uh, so we've got to, it, it, it's not just us. It extends beyond us. But if we're not careful, we model for our kids exactly what we don't want to happen. So, again, I'm very deliberate and intentional with the things I say and do with my wife in front of my children so that hopefully, you know, they won't be a, a victim or they won't fall victim to, uh, to that complacency and to those other issues. So, mm-hmm. you know, let me take off and, you know, talk about the things that, that we do delivery intentionally to offset it. Yeah. So, I mean, even though our kids are older, and, I mean, we, we started, you know, really looking at this years ago. So, gosh, they were little at the time, and we're, we're big planners, um, and we're big, back then we were big budgeters. So we always would um, get together once a month, and we still do this. 
Um, we would review, you know, our finances. We would talk about, you know, what our goals are for this year, for three years, for five years, for ten years. Where do we want to be? What do we want to do? So, you know, just coming together and having that communication. And, you know, we may not have been 100% on the same page. You know, maybe he wants to go to Bali, but I want to go to Texas, you know, so you know, in terms of vacations. But, you know, figuring out um, how to communicate and how to do that. Um, we're big, um, big proponents of date night. I know it, it's sort of cliche, but I, I really feel once a week, if you can do it, um, I know it's hard if you have little ones, but if you can do it, it's good to get out of the house. Um, even if it's down the street to, you know, your favorite spot, or if it's in a different city or, or state, it, you know, but a date night to get out and reconnect. I think that reconnection point is, is very important just to get out of the mundaneness of the week. Even if it's for something as, as uh, low end as just going for a walk in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might not be appropriate for anyone and everyone, but... Again, it's, it's, it's being deliberate and intentional, change of scenery, change of focus, get out and do something that you haven't done. Uh, and to me, that, that, that brings in that adventure part. So it may not be equivalent to going halfway around the world, but there are things that you can do close to home and for low cost that will at least give you some of the same benefits. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I know that's me and my husband, we do the date night. We do it every two weeks. And mm -hmm. uh, we kind of have a we have a deal that one week I plan it and the next time he plans it. So it's right. it's up to both of us. We kind of have to have some accountability. <laughs> and uh, we have to keep up on it. And again, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, on a huge budget. It could be just going away for an hour and sit at the lake and just enjoy each other's company because I think ultimately that's what it's about, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I love that. I love what you said that you take turns on what the date night is going to be because I think sometimes couples, they just give in. Well, whatever you want to do. Um, and then sometimes it might not be pleasant for that other person, but, you know, they're just there for the ride. So I think, you know, you know, I don't, we, neither one of us golf, but for example, if, you know, my husband likes to golf um, and that's what he wanted to do, I would definitely go do it. And then, you know, if yeah. I wanted to go to the spa, I know he would do it as well if he didn't, if that's something he didn't like to do. So I'm going to just speak mm -hmm. to the guys just for a second here. Um, most of the guys aren't shoppers. I'm definitely not a shopper. <laughs> However, I sacrifice at least weekly to go on a shopping mission with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think that's part of, of a partnership, right? It's some sacrifice and some, you know, and I think that's also a great way to learn about that other person and what they enjoy and what they like and just to kind of be in their shoes for a little bit, which I think builds a huge bond between each other as well. Hey, great point, Melissa. You actually touched on something that we were talking about just a week or so ago. You know, when we first get, when we first get into a relationship, whether it's you're still dating or whether you're married, uh, I think the emphasis, or th there needs to be a refocus and emphasis on change. You know, because I think there's too many TV shows, and it's, it's just this misnomer out there that, you know, that, that change isn't a good thing or can be a bad thing, and, and surely it can. depends upon the extremes. But when it comes to the relationships, one thing that maybe we stumbled across in our ignorance, uh, not that we read it anywhere, but it's the fact that my wife isn't the same woman that I married, and I'm not the same husband that my wife married. But here's the thing, at the end of the day, we shouldn't be, right? I mean, we've all gone through stuff, whether it's just been a month or whether it's been like us over 30 years together. Uh, simple things as, as simple things like, what's my favorite color? Probably changed. What's my favorite song? Probably has changed. So the only reason I bring this up is I think there's too much emphasis on those things 
that really aren't that significant. And I think really we should be thinking about change in those areas anyway uh, and not get hung up on, he doesn't know my favorite color or he forgot my favorite song. Uh, those aren't life-ending or relationship-ending issues. There are much bigger, bigger things that are out there. And I, tend, I like to focus my time and attention on those things that are going to draw us closer and not worry about the molehills that are going to be around for all relationships because they're just that. They're just molehills. Get through them, get yeah. past them, move on, and life continues. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I think so many people kind of put too much weight on that when it really, you know, just doesn't really matter. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, other than date night, um, what other sorts of, of things do you guys do to keep things fun-loving? <laughs> well, one of the things that we actually implemented several years ago was working out together. Um, Charles was a, an, an avid runner, and I never have been. Um, uh, so I knew that that was something he was interested in, and not that I run with him all the time, but just going to the gym and working out together. We'll do stuff outdoors. We'll hike. Um, but I, I think... Uh, you know, there's some intimacy in working out together because, you know, you have, sometimes you have to rely on one another. So whether you're lifting weights or you're hiking up a hill that you, you need help with, I mean, there's, there's that intimacy there that you have to help each other. So for us, that was something that I think was very impactful in our relationship. Uh, you know, we look forward to, you know, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock every day. Well, not every day, but most days, you know, we know that this is something that we're committed to and we're committed to each other doing it because, one of the things we believe is, you know, our body isn't our own. So, you know, I, w I want to be healthy for my husband. I want to be around forever and vice versa. And, and Melissa, I, I agree with everything on this step, but I'd also take it a step further. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I want to make sure folks realize and know that this isn't a uh, high-cost, high-sacrifice type thing. You know, it could be as simple as you maintaining your routines but then doing things together. You know, cooking a meal together. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm responsible for this portion of it. You're responsible for that portion of it. We sit down and we enjoy it, and then we clean together. It, it may not sound sexy and glamorous, but it's just the act of, uh, of doing it together, doing it in close proximity, and learning how to cooperate and share that same space. And, you know, the working out thing, like I said, I, I joke that we often used to collect uh, wine club memberships, and now we collect gym memberships. But you don't have to be a gym membership. You can simply go into your backyard or even in your living room, do sit-ups, do jumping jacks, I mean, whatever it is. Whatever you want, whatever is the interest. It's, again, it's really, in my mind, it's doing something that's uh, different than the routine. Maybe it's a little bit outside of your comfort zone, but you two are deliberately, intentionally doing it together. And have the ability to say, you know what, uh, we did it, I liked it, but I don't want to do it again. <laughs> Let's find something else. And that's part of the adventure side, all right? Finding something that both of you have interest in that, that you can at least do to, to complement one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember I, I had said to my husband one time about date night, I said, what would you say if I chose to um, sign us up for dance lessons because I've always wanted to learn like some kind of sexy tango or something like that and he's like well I don't know he says but I'd do it for you and I'm like oh, that, and that's just it right and I don't know if I could do it either but I would like to try it so it's an adventure it's something you know we both of us have never done and it's something that we can do. And like you said, if we don't like it, we don't have to do it again. But at least we've done it. And that's memories, too, I think, we build with each other as well, which are vital. 
Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you'll, it'll be things that you'll be talking about later in life. Like, do you remember that time we tried to dance? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, kudos exactly. to Mr. Walker for at least uh, saying he'd give it a shot because of you. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just have to arrange it on our next date night if I can find it. <laughs> we want pictures or or video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think we'll wait until we're into like the second week, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of have two left feet too, so but it's always something that I, you know, I watch it on TV and I just love watching them do it, and I'm like, I just would love to try that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, stepping out of the comfort zone. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, speaking of comfort zone, if you are with a partner that you trust, then going out of that comfort zone would just build on that trust and build on that bond with them. And that's, I think that's huge in relationships because it seems like trust is so easily taken away, especially when you add complacency into it. Absolutely. And the other thing, in my, in my point, what I was thinking about is when you're doing something like that that's out of our comfort zone, it really opens up a vulnerability. But I think vulnerability in a relationship is a good thing because it shows that I'm willing to let my guard down for you. I'm willing to have you come into my personal space. I'm willing to join you in yours. And that vulnerability, uh, although I can't articulate it, uh, I do sense it and I do feel it. And you know, like it's just like your husband, I, I will do things outside of my comfort zone because my wife wants to at least once. You know, if it's a horrible experience, she'll know it. We'll both know it. If it's an, yeah. if it's an okay experience, maybe it actually opens up my eyes and it's something I, I want to do more of, but I at least want to try. Yeah. And what would you, what would your advice be to, to your partner? Like if, if say your partner didn't enjoy it, but the other partner did, would like, how would a person communicate, you know, yes, I tried it, but it's just not my thing rather than keep doing it and maybe, you know, build resentment. Hmm. Yeah. Great question. And that's, uh, I think that's one that would need to be answered by each couple. And it's based upon the magnitude of the dislike or the like. You know, and, and so first off, I mean, if it's something that's going to be uh, damaging to one another, clearly I think there should be respect and, and consideration given in both directions. But if something, that, you know, that, like for me, for instance, uh, I really do not like going to the store. Don't care for it. And, you know, my, my favorite spot is in the seats at the front of the store. However, I know that my, my wife likes to go, and I go with her, and I share the experience. You know, I, you know, push the cart around, do whatever I need to do. Um, but... It's not like I'm saying I'm never going to the store with you. I, I still want to be there for it. I do that type of stuff. And I'm sure, Linda, you've got a similar experience or a similar. Yeah. Well, what I'm thinking of, I mean, for the dance, you know, using the dancing, um, you know, as an example, um, I could see, same with, same with me, um, Melissa, I have two left feet. So I don't, I probably would be making a fool of myself. But if, if you know, Charles loved doing it, I may give it a couple more more chances. But I think I would definitely let him know, you know what, I love doing this with you. I just don't love doing it myself. Um, mm-hmm. I'll support you, but you know, at some point, I think I'm going to stop. But like, I think that communication is is um, yeah. is really really important because I mean, you know, I could see like you said the resentment building up. Like, oh, I hate doing this. I don't want to do it, and then it can cause other issues. So I think just being open and honest. Um, you know, with whatever that situation is. Yeah, bottom line, I don't think, regardless of what your likes or dislikes are, 
you you can't have such a polarizing opposition that someone's being forced to do something. Yeah. It may not be my favorite cup of tea. And, and to Linda's point, we actually did some dancing where we both looked like we had you know left feet and both probably embarrassed ourselves. But it was hilarious. <laughs> we had a great time. We didn't turn yeah. it into an every weekend opportunity, but you know we went out and did it, and there were people watching and didn't care what they thought. It was it was for us. Uh, you know, so we haven't done it again in many years, but uh, at that time, I, I will never forget it. I know the dance moves that we had and how much fun we had that night. And so that's the point. You can't force somebody yeah. because that definitely takes the fun out and will build that resentment. But if it's something that's tolerable, yeah, I do sacrifice sometimes to do those yeah. things for my wife. As my wife sacrifices to do things for me, but I never put her in a position where she's doing something she's forced to do and vice versa because that's just not the way to do it. Yeah, that's not definitely not a healthy relationship anyway. <laughs> exactly. So what do you find um, when working with couples, what do you find is the biggest struggle that, that they're facing when it comes to relationships? So I, I, think, I think actually the biggest struggle is communication. Um, yeah. Just because I feel a lot of couples... Um, can't take criticism, or a lot of people can't take criticism. So sometimes when you communicate, we have to let each other know our feelings, and it might not feel good for the other person. Um, But, I I mean, we're big big believers that, you know, we have to be open and honest because we're in this relationship for the long haul. So we have to, you know, let each other know what's on our mind and, and what our feelings are about whatever that particular topic is. Um, I know there's there's definitely other things. I know time is a huge um, a huge issue with couples. A lot of couples that um, that are part of our community still have little ones, so you know it's very hard for them to um, have alone time with one another because there's little ones that they need to tend to, you know, almost 24/7. Yeah, and I agree with that. But I would just add add this. Um, I mean, communication to me is key as well, but. I think that for at least from my perspective, another element that's important for men maybe is the thought and consideration that I give to my wife, that I give to my partner. Uh, I think, again, men are more task-oriented. We're focused on, you know, the, the sequence of things. I start here and I finish there. I begin my day at, at 4 or 5 and I end my day at, you know, 8 or 9 o'clock. But, you know, when I, when I personally, for me, myself, when I started taking uh, deliberate and intentional steps towards the consideration of my wife, what she likes, what she doesn't like. Because here's the thing, at the end of the day, you know, this, let's, let's talk about where do you want to go and eat. And everyone says, I don't care, where do you want to go and eat? But that, that simple little thing uh, can blow up and become a huge issue for folks. So I started to think about, well, what does my wife like to eat? Oh, she likes this, but she likes this restaurant. And I start to categorize these and I start to, you know, just to make mental notes of them. So now, now sometimes it's not even where do you want to go and eat. I just say we're going to this place because I already know that she enjoyed it. She had fun there. We liked it. Uh, and, and then it's okay. And I'm just saying simple little things like that. Uh, sharing of time, right? So especially if you've got little ones, it can be very overwhelming and demanding when the little one's care is left to one or the other. Mm-hmm. It should be a yeah. shared perspective because here's one thing, and this is a little off topic, but one thing I think is important to say for everyone listening is that our children, and this is my belief, there's no scientific study on this, but I believe our children uh, need to see, experience, and feel the love and nurturing of a mother, the love and nurturing of a father. But at the same time, they also need to, they also need to feel and experience the discipline of a mother and the discipline of a father. And those right. four quadrants, although there's some overlap in between two different categories there, it is uniquely different. 
the love yeah. the love and the love and attention that I show my kids is going to be uniquely different than the love and attention my wife shows those kids, and it, that's important for them to see. So it can't be all left to one or the other. It's got to be both of us doing all of it. And so that also then means, well, if I'm going to if I'm going to help out here, then you know what goes on with the laundry? What about? I mean, there's just things that need to be done around the house that. Uh, we should take a more active role in sharing and working on together. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to commend you for that because I think that's that's a huge problem in relationships and not even just men and women, but you know um I, I know my husband back before we learned how to communicate, he he thought going to work and working all day was enough. And I was always like, no, I need more. I need you to notice. I need you to, when you come home and you see that nothing in the house got done and these kids are screaming and I'm just standing there ready to pull my hair out, don't ask me why everything didn't get done. Just pick up the laundry <laughs> and put it in the washer. You know, like pay attention. People need to pay attention to what's going on, not just their own kind of little world, right? Absolutely. That's a great point. Great yeah. point. And Melissa, let me just say this, because this is actually some words that were uttered in our house at one point, because you know what? I mean, having having had our two little ones go through it and, and uh, you know, me coming home to seeing that same look and not really understanding, uh, mm-hmm. but it really came down to me telling my wife, look, sometimes you're going to need to tell me because I may not guess or I may not know. And I hate to yeah. say that it's not an out and it's not a scapegoat for guys, but Again, we're, we're wired a little bit differently. We think a little bit differently. And initially for myself, and it's still true today, there are still some things that you would think that I would automatically just pick up on, but I don't. And I need my wife to tell me. And it's not all one-sided because I think that same thing is true, but in an opposite effect. Sometimes my wife needs to know and understand a specific thing. I need to explain it to her in a way that she can grab, she can grab it and understand it. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like, you know, a lot of the time we kind of just – think our partners are mind readers right like they should just know and it's it's not really like that if we're not communicating right right absolutely yep yeah it's it's definitely interesting so how can people find your your community yeah so we um we have a closed facebook group um and it's just fun-loving couples, uh, but our website is funlovingcouples.com, and you can actually go there directly um, from the website or just search us on Facebook. We have a page, and then we also have a community of about five, a little over 500 people. Um, you know, there's some that husband, husband and wives are on there, and there's just some that one or the other is on there because the other one might not be uh, online. Uh, but we uh, we talk about uh, you know, different different things, especially you know one of our things is that you know traveling, eating well, working out, and having fun. And we love to hear where other couples are going and what they're doing, and you know how they're doing life together, especially you know date nights and travel and things like that. Yeah, sharing ideas and, and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's absolutely. Yeah, it's really good that I'm I'm glad that you guys are out there spreading this message because I think it it definitely needs to be uh put out there so that people can have that relationship that they want, right? You know, we all start this relationship we think is going to be so beautiful and then all of a sudden stuff gets in the way, kids and jobs and everything else and then we kind of just get stuck. So I'm I'm really thankful that you guys are there to help support people and guide people in their journey with that. 
Well, thanks, Weston. And it comes down to me. You know what? Uh, to your point, it is it is kind of a fantasy world, and you know you're initially dating, right? There's the infatuation and love and uh, the butterflies, and you can't see any of the uh, uh, any of the obstacles because of that stuff. But at the end of the day, we all know that uh, relationships take work, uh, mm-hmm. and work isn't anything to be afraid of or to run from. It's just something that you need to plan for. Uh, yeah. And it's not just kids. It can be, it can be, uh, it can be kids. It can be our parents. It can be our finances. It can be our own health. I mean, there's so many things. You can't possibly plan for each and every one of them. But I think yeah. if you and your partner come to a point and at least have discussion about the big ones, you know, the little ones kind of seem to have a way to work themselves out. And the more that we do this actively, the more uh, the more efficient we become. Meaning that those, uh, you know, the big blowouts become less and less and less. And then it gets to a point where you're just, you know, trying to figure stuff out. And the time from, uh, you know, the, the, the identification of the obstacle to the resolution becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. And that's, that's really the whole focus. It's, it's, it's uh, dealing with life as, it's being, as it comes at you, but maintaining uh, that, that back-to-back connectedness and that team approach to we're going to solve all these issues together and not individually. Yeah, and I think that's that's ultimately what it has to be if it's going to work, right? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. there's just too much going on. You know, if one person feels like they're taking it all, taking on all the responsibility, then there's all that yucky feelings that set in, and it just kind of pushes you further apart rather than what you want to get closer together. Very true, yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I thank you so much for your time, and I will post on on the in the description um, the link to Linda and Charles' website, and then you can find their Facebook group from there. And Melissa, if you would send us the the links to everything that you've got doing, we'll share it in our groups and our pages as well. Awesome. That's great. I definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. That was another great interview, as always. If you would like to find me, you can find me on my Facebook page, which is Raw Relationships. I also have a group on Facebook called Raw Relationships. This is a group where you can ask for advice and just get support from everyone in the group on everything relationships. Relationships with others as well as relationships with ourselves. Again, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to my podcast and I look forward to bringing you many more great interviews from experts all over the world. Do you have questions? Are you feeling lost and confused about what path you should take? Psychics at Psychic Text Readers are honest and are to the point. They will help you through anything you need help with. Check them out now at www.psychictextreaders.com.